6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. John Santos is a data scientist with Janet Brown Opinion Research and recently took a deep dive into ideology and vote choice here in Alberta. And it suggests orphaned voters may hold the balance of power in the next election. John, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. Uh, I spent some time going over all of the, uh, you know, the results of the, the the survey and the graph charting and everything that you did, and I thought it was really, really cool. But just to set up our conversation, I want people to know that when it kind of all broke down, that the people that you talked to, there was about 6% support for the Liberal Party, Green Party, or another, uh, 5% for the Alberta Party, Wild Rose Party or Independence Party of Alberta at 5%, unspecified at 11%. The UCP had about 33% and the NDP at 40%. So that was the numbers that uh, that that came out. Um, that 27% of Albertans, so uh, who said that they would not vote for either the UCP or the or the NDP. What do we know about them? What do um, what what do those numbers tell us, John? Yeah. So so it's. It's really interesting when we look at how those people answer the the question that asks them, you know, if you had to put yourself on a political spectrum where zero means left and 10 means right, where would you put them? And I mean, really what we see is that that these voters do come from across the political spectrum. So it's not that they're all on on the right. I mean, certainly most of them are uh, in the center and then there's more on the right than on the left. So that shows that there are um, a lot of voters who aren't feeling comfortable with either of the the two main political parties in Alberta at the moment. I thought that uh, 11% who were unspecified, that was really interesting. Uh, 11%, first off, it's a fairly large, uh, you know, percentage. But what what did, and and they didn't say really, you know, which party that they kind of had had gone with, anything like that or would go with. What what did you learn about them? And when when you looked at, um, you know, where they plotted themselves maybe on the spectrum, what could you, what could you get from that? So, I mean, the, the party that the, this group of people um, looks most like, at least sort of in terms of where they would put themselves on the political spectrum, is actually the the UCP, right? There, there's, I mean, they're, they're a little bit more centrist than, than the UCP, um, but certainly there's more of these folks on the right than on the left. And so this, this suggests that, I mean, these are people who are dissatisfied with the UCP for, for many reasons. I mean, it could be that they didn't like how you know the the fight with the doctors has had gone down they might not like the the stuff with parks and with coal mining or and some of these people might also not like what's going on with the restrictions and the lockdowns and how the provinces how, how the provincial government has handled the lockdown right and so you know this is really showing that that the ucp is losing support um both on you know the the, the right flank but also you know they're they're more centrist than some of their you know left-leaning supporters um and certainly we've seen a lot of those folks go to the ndp i mean that is why the ndp is at 40 percent right now um yeah. but there are there's some of these folks who are just they're, they're not sold on the ndp um they're not sold on one of the other parties whether it's you know one of these new right-wing parties or the Alberta party or the Liberal party Um, and right now they're just waiting to see how the next two years shakes out before um, you know they, they make a decision about who they'll support.
Yeah, again, I think it's important for people to, to remember two years is, is still a long time. Things can happen very, long time, yeah. <laughs> very, very quickly uh, when it comes to, to politics in, in two years. So when you look then, go, you know, you, you know, don't want to say it's all doom and gloom for the UCP, but it's certainly something for that party to be aware of right now. And in that case, what do you do to try to get that connect back? And um, I, I, I'm wondering if... If they're looking at things like this and going, okay, how do we make those connections? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. And I mean, certainly the, the very public feud that we've seen within the UCP caucus, mm-hmm. you know, I think is mirroring at the political level, um, you know, what we're seeing in the mass public as, as we see in these polling results, right? And so there certainly is this debate within the UCP, like they, the, you know, they brought the, the PC and the Wild Rose parties together. A lot of people said it couldn't be done, that it, that even if it could be done, it would be unsustainable. And, and I mean, this is showing that maybe there's some element of truth to that, right? That the tent is too big and that there is no way that they can keep sort of true progressive conservative red Tories happy while at the same time placating the folks who are further to the right especially you know the folks living outside of the two major cities and it, it's a it's a difficult tightrope to walk and and I think the UCP is really seeing that 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 it's hard to balance it when we talk about orphan voters when we talk about uh, people who just don't feel like they have a home uh, a political home in this province right now what kind of impact do you think that that is going to have moving forward i mean you know could they hold the key i mean one way or another the fact is is that in this in this province we're a two-party province you know there's there's other parties of course but the two right. main ones and you know one's on the right one's you know a little bit more on the left um and there's a lot of folks looking for something a little bit more in the middle what happens to those people you know that big hunk of people right and what does I mean, it mean during, for during election during during election time they're just they're they're gonna have to decide right and and people you know who whose ideological predispositions might maybe suggest that they go you know to one side there might be another issue that 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 makes them sort of go vote against like those predispositions and certainly i mean like if you if you talk to a lot of um you know small business owners who really need this pandemic to to be brought under control for them to open up i mean they'd be they'd be happy to sort of open up partially but they really need like everything the economy fully up and running which requires people to be you know vaccinated and for covid to be in the rearview mirror a lot of these folks want the pandemic de- dealt with swiftly right and so there there's you know more capitalist instincts might be, might sort of suggest that they would usually vote right but without the pandemic being dealt with quickly they can't go yeah. back to the business of making money you know what, John, I'm getting a lot of texts uh, coming in this afternoon, you know, saying I want to, they're going to support the Wild Rose Party or the Independence Party of Alberta. People saying, you know, I've had enough and this is what, 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 this these people are saying that they want to do that another you know support going to other conservative parties in this province is bad news for the ucp as well i mean you know if we just continue to look at splitting the vote that is going to make uh next election even more challenging for them Oh, of course. And, and I mean, these small right-wing parties are nothing new. Um, Alberta is certainly the, the spiritual homeland of these kinds of parties uh, cropping up. And it has always been bad news for 
um, sort of the main conservative party. But, I mean, we see this tension on the left as well with, I mean, yeah. less so the Alberta NDP, but more so the federal NDP, where uh-huh. there's this, this, this tension between, you know, do we follow our true principles or do we compromise for the sake of electability? And the reason why we have these new right-wing independence parties is because these people say, I mean, compromise be damned. we got to stick to our guns. Yeah, I keep hearing as well more and more people saying, I wish that the Alberta party would do better. I wish the Alberta party could gain more support there. And, you know, you have to wonder how long that is going to take. I mean, it's been a couple of provincial elections now that the Alberta party has has run uh, candidates. And, you know, we know the outcome of, of that. How long do you think that that hangs out, sticks around for? and or Or, or do we just relegate ourselves to the fact that uh, you know, this belief that I guess maybe we are a two-party uh, province and that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be able to read the future. I'm a pollster. I, this, this data is in the <laughs> past and uh, I'm not one of those folks who pretends to that, that they can predict the future. But I mean, what I will say is that history has shown parties have been wiped off the map uh, from Alberta. Mm. And they have come back from, you know, sometimes they sort of stay in zombie land where they're, you know, not really alive but not quite dead yet. Um, but, yeah. I mean, the NDP was wiped all out of the legislature at one point in time, and then they surged back to become yeah. uh, government, right? We're in a very yeah, volatile right now, and, and anything could change. Yeah, great point. Great point, John. Yeah, I put you on the spot with that one. That wasn't fair. I apologize. <laughs> but, no, you're right. I think, like, I remember when I moved here, the Liberal Party was actually you know, uh, was doing something, uh, you know, right. way back when in the early, in the early 2000s as, as well. And I, I remember covering one of the elections. I can't remember what it was, 2006, 2008. And everyone thought that they were going to make this massive breakthrough at that point, And it didn't happen. Right. Uh, politics in this, in this, uh, in this province is, is always interesting to watch and keeps you on your toes. No doubt, John, thank you for joining Definitely. me this afternoon. <laughs> Good to be here.